Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope You Hear This podcast. And today, I hope people who want to help their local economy hear this. Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope You Hear This podcast. Hope everybody is staying safe and healthy out there, washing your hands, staying at home, social distancing, all of that, because we're in the middle of it right now. At the time of recording in New York, I'm hearing that the cases will start to decline. I don't think we've seen it in the numbers yet. Uh, but in New York, that, I'm only referencing New York because it's the state with the most number of cases in the U.S., but I'm in Georgia. And in Georgia, we're hearing that the surge of uh, hospitalizations is going to start this week or maybe the next. So we're, we're really right in the middle of this pandemic, this COVID-19 pandemic um, here in the U.S. And yeah, man, big shout outs to all the healthcare workers out there. Um, two that I know personally, Selena and Nicole, um, they're nurses that have been on this podcast before. Thank you guys so much, uh, especially Selena. She's part of the team at her hospital that's caring for the COVID-19 patients. Um, but I mean, even for Nicole, I mean, she is having to deal with all these new things happening at the hospital. So guys, thank you so much for all that you do. We love you and please stay uh, safe and healthy. And so while all of this is happening around us, I saw two things in the news today that were disappointing and very concerning. And what I'm talking about is the state of Michigan and the state of Ohio. There may be others, but this is just the two that I saw. Um, There were protests happening in these states and the residents were basically saying, we want the government to lift the restrictions of, you know, quarantining and allow businesses to start back up. Basically, remove the lockdown. We want our, we want the ability to go out and do what we want. And in the Michigan scenario, the Michigan case was particularly concerning because the number of cases in Michigan is twenty-seven thousand. So there is a non-insignificant number of COVID patients or COVID-infected people in Michigan. So for them to say, hey, we got to stop this lockdown, doesn't sound like a terribly good idea. Also, the way that they executed the protest, I I heard that the original intent was to create gridlock around the government buildings and protest the government officials. But what ended up happening is there was gridlock around hospitals as well. So people who were in ambulances needing to get to the hospital because, you know, whether it was COVID related or not, they were unable to. And and that's just super discouraging and disappointing to hear about. I have to say that the organizers of those of the protest did not condone that behavior. They actually denounced it and said, that's counterproductive. That's not what we wanted to do. And we instructed people not to do that. So got to give credit to the organizers, at least. And it's, I think in these situations, it's easy to say these people are just dumb, stupid, acting irrationally and being you know, just crazy people, right? Crazy people who are going to cause the downfall of that state. But I, I want to I want to give these people the benefit of the doubt 
because although I agree that fear can cause people to act very impulsively and irrationally, I think it's counterproductive and dangerous to just assume that that's the case for any situation where people behave counter to what is supposed to be mainstream, right? So I think most people agree that you should stay quarantined. So if we see organized protests saying the opposite of that, I understand it's easy to just blame them and, and say that they're being dumb, but I think it might. I think it would be much more productive in coming to a consensus and you know helping each other if we understand why they're doing this. And I thought about it for a little bit, and I came to the conclusion that it's well, it's not that I came to the conclusion. These protesters, uh, they clearly stated what they wanted, and what the thing they want is their economy to come back up. And I know what you're thinking. These people are evil because they care more about money than they do about lives. And again, that's a very easy conclusion to come to. So I understand that. But if we think about it even more, I think you'll come to see that that's not the case. I think these people deserve more of our sympathy than we initially want to give. Because if you think about what this is doing to the small businesses, you'll see that it's devastating. And small business owners aren't rich, especially if their business was opened within the last two years. They're probably still up to their nose in debt, no matter how. I mean, even the really uh, popular and successful businesses, they're not going to turn a profit their first year of operating. Right. So, yeah, we have to feel some sympathy for them because everything that you need to survive costs money. Shelter, food, water, medication, healthcare, all these things require money to obtain. And if suddenly your income is halted, then it's gonna be a difficult, devastating time. And right now, especially because it's happening in so many people, government aid is being halted and, well, not halted, but delayed. Unemployment, right? So to put this into context, before the crisis, before the COVID-19 pandemic, average number of unemployment claims per week was around half a million. But now it's at 6.6 million, or at least that was the number in March. So that sudden increase has overwhelmed all the unemployment offices. People who need unemployment checks are not being given it because the claims are there aren't enough manpower to process all these claims. So not only have you lost your main source of income, the government aid that's supposed to help you during this time is not working. And I, I know I mentioned small businesses, but even for big companies like companies like Delta that cut, I think it was around 600,000 contractors jobs. There are people being laid off that need the money to survive, need the money to support their families. So I think we need to stop thinking these people are just greedy capitalists who want mon more money. And so they're going to cause issues for everyone else so that they can get money. I, I don't think that's the case at all. I think there are people out there with legitimate concerns that if they don't get some sort of income, 
that their families might not survive, right? And that's a scary thought. I can't, I won't claim to understand it because thankfully me and my wife, we weren't laid off. So, so financially speaking, we aren't really Im- impacted by this. So I can only imagine what some of these families that don't know where their next paycheck is going to come from or even where they're going to get their next meal. It's not an easy sell to ask them to just sit tight and we'll figure it out. And I'm not condoning the protests. I'm not saying that we should break quarantine and go out and meet people and things like that. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm just saying the people who are financially devastated by this pandemic, they deserve more of our sympathy than I think we're giving. And this is especially because, so there's a statistic I heard from a movie called The Big Short. This movie was about the housing market crash of 2008. And Brad Pitt's character in the movie says, every 1% unemployment goes up, there's 40,000 people who die. The Validity of that statement, I'm not sure. I did some research on it. People, some people, some experts claim that that's true. Other experts say that that's not true. But, I mean, you can go research that yourself. There's an interesting kind of podcast thing on BBC that talks about that. And there are people who look at the data and say there is a correlation between the number of deaths and how the economy is doing, measured by the unemployment rate. So I I will say that I'm convinced that unemployment going up definitely does have a detrimental impact in in terms of health to people. So it's not when people want the economy to open back up, it's not just money versus lives. It's actually lives versus lives. And it's it's a hard place to be. It's, It's hard to ask people to shut down all their stores and not have any income. And it's also hard to ask people to go about their daily lives and risk over flooding our hospitals and risk getting our healthcare workers infected and sick. So we're stuck between a rock and a hard place. And I started thinking about what I could do as an individual. I'm obviously not a billionaire, so it's not like I can write a check and make the issue go away. But I think every little bit helps. So what I was inspired to do is I realized that we're getting a stimulus check. So if you don't know, every American above uh, older, older than 18 should be receiving, or well, depending on your income level, should be receiving $1,200 in stimulus payment. This is a no strings attached money that you you can spend on whatever you want given by the government which is great and i'm going to be completely honest with you guys when i first heard about this my first thought was i'm going to get a laptop a gaming laptop i did a ton of research and i landed on this really cool laptop razor blade 15 and said oh that's what i'm going to buy and it's actually more expensive than 1200 so i was going to even put my own money into it But when I started seeing these protests happening and the impact that it's having on everyday citizens and people, and even in my community, I keep seeing restaurants saying, oh, we're just going to close down completely. Um, And people just, yeah, not knowing where the next paycheck is going to come from. It 
did strike a chord and I realized how, I don't want to, I guess greedy is greedy the right word. I guess I was being kind of irresponsible. And so what I decided I wanted to do with my $1,200 check is spend it at local businesses, whether it be restaurants, toy stores, clothing stores, grocery stores. Actually, I don't know any local grocery stores, but whatever the case may be, I want to make sure that this money goes to local businesses so that it can potentially help people who've basically lost their entire customer base and so that they don't have to close down their businesses so that they have a way to provide, start providing for their families again. And obviously, my single $1,200 check spread around different local businesses isn't going to have a huge impact, but I want to make this a challenge and I want to call this the hashtag local 1200 challenge. And I want to encourage and inspire people who are in similar position as me, financially speaking, to do something similar. Don't just spend it all on something that you don't really need, you know, buying stuff on Amazon or going on a shopping spree, but spend it where the money can really have a positive impact. Spend it at some of your local you know, cafes or favorite, some of your favorite restaurants. Obviously, you're not going to be dining in because, you know, we're all locked down. But, you know, you, there's, you know, Uber Eats, there's DoorDash, there's curbside pickup, all, all those things. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to document the entire thing. And I'll show it on Instagram, my Instagram page at I hope they hear this. I'll show the video of whatever place I go to kind of give them a highlight and say, hey, this place is really great. This is the amount of money I spent. And yeah, just kind of keep a tally of how I use my entire $1,200 check. And yeah, I'm really hoping that people feel encouraged to do this. And I want to say, obviously, if you need to pay bills or pay off debt or, you know, buy groceries or something like that, that's priority number one go make sure that you take care of yourself and your family but i'm, I'm speaking to people who are like me um, financially blessed to not really be impacted by what's happening uh due to covid19 yeah it's instead of being uh spending it on frivolous things you know, place it where it can have a positive impact so uh, please follow me on Instagram at I hope to hear this so that you can kind of see my journey and there will be a few surprises in there that I put in. So that'll be fun to see and spread the word. If you do this thing, you know, go to a restaurant and choose to spend your money at a local business, use the hashtag uh, local 1200 challenge so that we can spread the word. We can show uh, people that, you know, this is our community. Let's help each other. And it really rally people around this so that we can be, yeah, we can have a positive impact. And the most, most of the small businesses that I support are going to be Asian American owned. And that's, there's two reasons for that. One is because the places that I just enjoy going to are tend to be Asian American um, because I enjoy Asian American food. You know, I'm Korean, so I just like that food. And these are the places that I normally go to. But also because Asian Americans, the number of hate crimes um, against Asian Americans is in the hundreds per day across the country. People are blaming Asian Americans for causing the 
the virus to spread in America. It didn't help that President Trump called it the Chinese virus for a long time. And so I don't know that I haven't seen the data. I don't know if this is true, but I'm sure Asian American businesses are being disproportionately impacted by the the economic situation, right? People are probably avoiding them. And if there are hate crimes, those people who are being racist towards Asian Americans, they're probably avoiding these Asian American owned businesses because, you know, irrational hatred. And so I, I want to, yeah, personally for my community, I want to prop them up and help them in whatever way I can. So for me personally, uh, most of my uh, restaurant or store highlights are going to be Asian American owned and operated. But I mean, that doesn't mean that you have to do the same. Um, so whatever local business. Yeah. And, and I'm just telling you guys that just because I wanted to highlight the fact that there is racism and hatred you know, happening in our country right now because of yeah and it's not really even founded in logic or reality and just to yeah i wanted to speak up uh for my community and, and my peoples so yeah that's the that's the motivation for why i'm going to be supporting mostly asian american owned businesses but again you don't have to do that if you don't feel like you need to or should you know you do you but I think we should all still support local businesses. So yeah, that is the episode, the the end of the bonus episode for today. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. And again, please stay safe. Please stay healthy. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.